grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, mighty and immortal, you know that as fragile creatures surrounded by great dangers, we cannot by ourselves stand upright. Give us strength of mind and body so that even when we suffer because of human sin, we may rise victorious through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. A reading from Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet for the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out a hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, Today I appoint you over the nations and over realms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from Hebrews. You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom, and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet, and a voice whose words make the hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I trembled with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse the one who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused the one who warned them on earth, how much less will we escape if we reject the ones who warns us from heaven? At that time, the heavenly voice shook the earth, but now has promised. Yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what, was, what is shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a dominion that cannot be shaken, let us give thanks, by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for indeed our God is a consuming fire. Word of God, word of life. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit 
that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Siblings in Christ, grace, peace, and mercy to you from God, our Creator, our Sustainer, and our Redeemer. Amen. Tell me your story. How you got to this place and time, tell me your call story. That's a question that I ask of most people when I meet them in the course of my day-to-day -day work. I love call stories. So I guess it's appropriate that in my work as director of admissions at a Lutheran seminary, I have the profound privilege of hearing and stewarding hundreds of people's call stories every year. And a lot of times the stories go something like this. Well, people always just tell me that I should be a pastor. Or I never thought about serving until we went on a mission trip and my life was changed. Or something just happens when I take communion, or when I sit with someone in the hospital. Each and every story is unique, and these stories lead people to think that maybe, just maybe, God is calling them to serve the church and serve this world through what we often call, at least in my line of work, public ministry. And that's usually when they wind up in my office. And it just so happens that I also love biblical call stories because I believe they are some of the realest, or for you English majors, most real, stories in scripture. Where else do you find people experiencing self-doubt, conflict avoidance, literal exist existential threats, and sometimes running in the opposite direction? That could very well be the appropriate response to what God is calling us to be and do and say here and now as God's people. 
especially in a time when the message of the church, the message of the gospel seems to run counter to most of what the rest of this world is telling us. I guess not much has changed for these past few millennia. But what I also love about call stories is the visceral nature of the way that God calls God's people in scripture. In the translation of the Bible that we heard today and we use most often, most prophet call stories begin the same way, with the prophet retelling their story by beginning, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, but in the Hebrew, the language in which most prophet call stories were written, the language goes even deeper. The verb that is translated as came to in our version is rooted in the Hebrew word meaning to occur or to happen. And so the word of the Lord happened to Jeremiah. God didn't just whisper, come and whisper in to Jeremiah's ears, but God's word happened. God's word changed Jeremiah. God's call was life-altering. God's call was active. God's call was real. And so the word of the Lord happened to Jeremiah, calling him in spite of his protestations about his age. God's word happened to Jeremiah, compelling him to be the voice of God to the powers, to the many kingdoms and nations of his time. And even as he learns what he will be called to pluck up and pull down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant, which at me, seems to me at least then would be the time to run in the opposite direction, God's word continues to happen to Jeremiah. And in a real sign, in the face of his pretty reasonable doubts and questions, God reaches out and touches the budding prophet's lips. God touches Jeremiah and places God's words right where he needs them, there in his mouth. So that there will be no doubt that God's word, that God will be with him forever through all that he might through all that he will come to experience in his ministry. I also think that it's pretty appropriate that one of the commonalities between call stories is the prophet's objection. There is plenty to get in the way, plenty to consider why God should go and find someone else, not me. We are too young. We are too old. We might have the wrong gender or racial identity. Our physical ability might hinder us. Our political affiliation might turn others off from us. Our citizenship status might just disqualify us. The list could go on and on. And of course, these are labels that we also place on others, refusing to listen to someone who doesn't fit our ideal of who can be called a teacher or a prophet, a social worker, a politician, a minister. These are the labels, these are the walls, both literal and figurative, that we construct between us and them. The ins and the outs, our own constructions that get in our way. Our sinful reality that we fail, and that we refuse to see the fullness of God's image in our fellow humans 
and our fellow creatures sent to minister with us. It seems that everywhere, our own selfishness and brokenness seeps into seemingly every crevice in our lives. But through these unsubstantiated fears, our misguided perceptions, our own self-limitation that burden us, all of these bend us down. As Martin Luther say, we are curved in upon ourselves. And there, bent down, we find ourselves there with the woman in the gospel, consumed by an evil spirit for 18 long years. Bent over, able only to see a very limited view of her world, of our world. And yet, God's word happens to that woman. Jesus sees her from afar, bent over with the spirit, and pronounces her whole. Just the same God's word, siblings in Christ, happens to us. Happened to us there in the waters of that font when we were named, when we were claimed in baptism, and we were changed for good. Writing about baptism in the Christian century this week, Pastor Frank Honeycutt notes that in Romans chapter 6, he writes about, Paul writes about the very nature of baptism. And in the, that writing about baptism, Paul refers to death 14 times in 11 verses. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk with him in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be reunited with him in a resurrection like his. Pastor Honeycutt observes that we often downplay the reality that there in baptism is also our death. There, there in those waters of baptism, God's word happens to us and we are put to death. Our old selves die, ourselves that are self-possessed, ourselves that have built up walls and broken down those who are other from us, ourselves that thrive on self-doubt and fear. There, there in those waters, we first die to these old ways, to our old selves. And rise, rise out of those waters a changed people, a new people, sharing the same baptism, the same resurrection of Jesus, our Savior, the one who heals us. We rise from those waters fully in the image of the one whom Jeremiah professes, the one who knows us, knew us, even before we were knit together in the womb. There, there in those waters, God's word happens to us, and we are changed, remade with Just last night, God's word happened again upon Nolan Himes Loris as he was baptized at H.T. Luke. Nolan died and rose to this new life and to his call to be God's own beloved child. 
with all of us, Nolan begins his journey of being opened up to a broken world, a world still obsessed with and yet still afraid of death. Called to bear God's creative and redeeming word to this life, life-changing word to this world. This, this is Nolan's call story. This is our call story. That we have been freed from what burdens us. We have been turned outward from ourselves and our own failings and phobias and doubts to proclaim this healing, this transformation that we have experienced to the world. And in the face of what are doubts or fears or disqualifications we or the world might throw out, God's promise stands strong. God reaches out to us wherever, whenever we stand in those dark times and touches us and promises to be with us, to give us the words to speak, to never leave us. And so time and time and time again, as we pass by those waters, remembering whose we are, we are welcomed again at this table, again and again and again, one with another, in spite of where we come from, in spite of the labels we place on ourselves or the labels others place on us. We gather at this table to receive the very one whose death and resurrection we share, Christ's own body and blood in simple wine and bread, food for the journey, strength when we lose heart, so that we might be present with those who have been trampled down upon, so that we might be the voice for those who are still silent, so that we might, be, we might journey with those who have been in prison, so that God's life-saving, earth-shattering world might continue to happen in and through our own lives. Yes, in those life-giving waters, God's word happens to us. We are called. Called for the sake of the world. Called to be hope and light and life. Called to be real, tangible signs of God's love happening in this world making us all whole, transforming all of creation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mother of us all.
with the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God. Rooted in Christ and rising to serve, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Raise up the baptized to offer Christ healing and forgiveness to all in distress. God, in your mercy, we rejoice in your creation. Bless scientists and artists who show us new ways of understanding the complex beauty around us. God, in your mercy, protect refugees and all who flee violence. Bless the ministry of Refugee One. Lift the burden from those who are oppressed and those in any kind of bondage. God, in your mercy, anoint with your healing all those bodies or spirits are bent over due to illness, addiction, abuse, or fear especially those that we name now, either aloud or in our hearts. God, in your mercy, bless the work of doctors, nurses, massage therapists, and all who seek to bring health and healing to our bodies. God, in your mercy, Strengthen the work of this congregation that we may invite others to stand tall with dignity and praise. God, in your mercy. We give thanks for Blessed Mary, Augustine of Hippo, Moses the Black, and all the witnesses to your love and mercy you have raised up in every generation. Unite us with them until we praise you in glory everlasting. God, in your mercy. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting your promise to hear us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always.
What a beautiful summer day and a very warm welcome to Holy Trinity this morning. As we heard of the image in today's gospel of the woman bent over uh, through her illness, whatever causes you to be bent over this day, however you might feel stuck in your life or filled with loss or hurt or even physical pain, we come together in God's healing grace to stand tall and to support one another in each other's journeys. So whether you come to church a lot or you're just checking it out today or here for your first time, whatever you think of organized religion, whatever the color of your skin, how you identify your gender or who you love, the other ways we divide people, here we are one in Christ Jesus and in God's love for all people. If you are new to our community, there are yellow slips in the pew racks and you may fill those out and place them in the offering basket, which will be on your way to communion this morning. During the summer, we have our social time following worship in our garden. We hope that you will join us there for some uh, food and conversation this morning. If you'll turn with me to page 13, this is the time of year that we gear up for many new events or returning events this fall. So just note this and see what um, might capture your imagination at the top of 13, a spiritual reset. Maybe you don't know what you believe anymore or haven't been, a been in a progressive church and you were raised in a very different kind of conservative denomination. This might be for you. Notice the choir starting, page 14, also a spirituality group reading a very popular book by Richard Rohr called Falling Upward and how counterintuitive it is for us in our spiritual lives. You'll also notice information about our capital campaign. And if you saw the cherry picker in front and how could you miss it, it is there because tuck pointing is happening on all four sides of our church in these weeks. And in about three weeks, the huge, believe it or not, that window behind the organ will come out and be taken to a shop or some important repairs. Then page 15, things coming up in September, please note the picnic two weeks from today and that we stay at 9.30 through September. Our church calendar kind of goes with the Cubs down the street, so we have <laughs> one service through the month of September and therefore some very exciting forums listed at the bottom of page 15. Um, our guest preacher today, uh, Pastor Matt James, as he identified as the director of admissions for the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago in Hyde Park. We're very excited to announce that next Sunday, our two new seminarians will be with us for the year, and they will be starting, well, there'll be two at HT Luke and two at HT Lakeview. Many of today's hymns use the images of standing up, God causing us to stand with healing and with grace, including the next hymn uh, on page seven. So please stand.
silent tears, you have brought us this far along the way. In times of bitterness, you did not abandon us, but guided us into the path of love and light. In every age, you sent prophets like Jeremiah to make known your loving will for all humanity. The cry of the poor has become your own cry. Our hunger and thirst for justice is your own desire. In the fullness of time, you sent your chosen servant to preach good news to the afflicted, to break bread with the outcast and despised, and to ransom those in bondage to prejudice and sin. Blessed be God forever. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
remembering, therefore, his death and resurrection. We await the day when Jesus shall return to free all the earth from the bonds of slavery and death. Come, Lord Jesus, and let the church say amen. Amen. Send your Holy Spirit, our advocate, to fill the hearts of all who share this bread and cup, that with courage and wisdom we may pursue love and justice for all the world. Come, Spirit of Freedom, and let the Church say, Amen. Amen. Join our prayers and praise with your prophets and martyrs of every age that rejoicing in the hope of the resurrection, we might live in the freedom and hope of your Son. Through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Trust in God who nourishes and sustains us. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. takes away the sin of the world. Only say the word, O Lord, and we shall be healed.
Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the blessing of the God of Sarah and Abraham and of Jesus Christ, born of our sister Mary, and the Holy Spirit who broods over the world as a mother over her children, be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs> Go in peace, share the good news.